Welcome back to Food Freedom Podcast. So I am very excited about today's conversation. This is a question I get a lot because I feel like this topic of clean eating, which is what we're going to talk about today, is a very, very sneaky form of diet culture. Because maybe when you hear the term clean eating, it sounds innocent. It sounds like, okay, it's just talking about eating nutrient-dense foods. There's no harm with that. But it's a little more harmful than you may think. And a lot of times, people who start out on this clean eating movement may not even realize that what they're doing is, in one way or another, a form of a diet. But I hope that by the end of this episode, you'll have a little bit more clarity around what clean eating really is and the ways in which it can be harmful and lead to more harmful things in our life and in our relationship with food. So first, I want to start by diving into what clean eating is. When we talk about eating clean, what what does that mean? So When people talk about clean eating, what they're referring to is foods that are minimally processed or not processed at all. So they're oftentimes referring to fruits and vegetables and lean proteins. And also with that, it's thinking of foods that are organic, non-GMO, antibiotic-free, all of those buzzwords would be quote-unquote clean eating. Also, it's under the assumption that you're avoiding sugar, eating very, very little added sugar. It's more so in favor of natural sugar, such as fruit. But what it also, and this is where some of the confusion comes in, because I mentioned a minute ago that there's a lot of emphasis on minimally processed foods. But if you think about people who don't eat animal meat, so let's say you're trying to get protein, but you don't eat animal meat. So that cuts out a big, big protein source for you. And yes, you can get protein from beans and chickpeas and other plant-based items, but also some of the plant-based proteins are going to be more processed. And I think when we hear the word processed because of this whole clean eating movement, we immediately like shriek in fear of like, oh my gosh, heaven forbid I eat something that's processed. But there's really nothing inherently wrong with processed food. And that's, in a sense, almost another conversation for a whole another podcast episode. But that being said, that's a little bit into what clean eating is. And so obviously there's nothing wrong with eating any of those foods. I mean, fruits and veggies are great. Lean protein is great. If you want to eat organic, go for it. We're going to talk more on that in a minute. But here are some of the problems that do arise with clean eating. So there's three main things that come to mind for me when when looking at clean eating. So one, it gives morality to food. Two, clean eating screams privilege. And three, clean eating can lead to disordered eating and even end up turning into an eating disorder. So let's start back with number one. So clean eating gives morality to food. So what do I mean by that? What does it mean to give morality to food? So with the clean eating, obviously it leads to the assumption that the foods that you're eating are deemed clean. And so that if we think of the opposite of clean being dirty, 
that leads to the assumption that, okay, so anything that's not on this list of clean is dirty. Thus, anything that's dirty is bad. And advocates of the clean eating movement may try and argue that of like, no, that's not what we're trying to say. We're just talking about why all of these foods that are deemed clean are good. But with any diet, quote unquote, lifestyle change, whatever you want to call it, when there's a list of foods that are allowed, even if you're not writing out a list of these foods aren't allowed, it still leads to the assumption that there's some foods that are off limits. So if you're eating clean, then there has to be some foods that are bad. And sure, there are more foods that are less nutrient dense and there's some foods that are more nutrient dense. That is a fact, but that doesn't mean that one is good and one is bad. And taking this a step further, the reason that giving morality to food, so giving these ideas of there are certain foods that are good and certain foods that are bad, the reason that that can be so harmful is because that can so easily lead to the binge restrict cycle, which we've talked about a lot on here. And I talk a lot about over on Instagram and with my clients as well. And with this whole binge restrict cycle, how it happens is a lot of times, so let's say you eat a food that is deemed bad or dirty, let's say, based on the clean eating movement. So let's say you go out for ice cream with your friends and you're getting good old fashioned ice cream. This isn't Halo Top or any of those, you know, ice cream alternatives. You're just eating regular old fashioned ice cream and you enjoy it. It's so good, but also in the back of your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm being so bad. I'm cheating. I can't believe I'm doing this. The diet's going to start tomorrow. You have all of those thoughts swirling in your mind. So one right there, you have an increase in food thoughts because you're doing this thing that you feel like is bad. You're feeling anxious. Maybe you're not even actually able to enjoy the ice cream as much as you would be because you feel so bad about it. So then when you finish the ice cream, whether you enjoyed it or not, then you're immediately flooded with these thoughts of, okay, now I have to do something to correct this. I did this bad thing. I let myself cheat, but now I have to do something to correct it. So I need to restrict. I need to skip dinner. I need to start a diet tomorrow. I need to go on a sugar detox. The list goes on. And that's where that binge restrict cycle starts. Because what can also happen is, let's say with the ice cream, you're allowing yourself to have it. You know, maybe it's your cheat day or you're like, I can't take this anymore. I'm eating ice cream. It's so easy for that to end up becoming an overeating slash binge eating scenario. Because you're like, okay, never eat ice cream. This is so good. I'm letting myself do this bad thing. So I need to, I need to go all in with this. Like if I'm going to eat the ice cream, I'm going to eat the ice cream. So you probably eat way more than you maybe even want or would eat. And then obviously that leads to the restrict because now you have to compensate for it. And that cycle continues and continues and continues until you finally get off of it. So giving morality to food, that's one of the problems that arises with clean eating. Another problem that I, I could have a whole podcast episode on this as well, is clean eating screams privilege. 
Because those foods I just mentioned, okay, fruits, vegetables, lean meats, no sugar, minimally processed foods, low sugar, also talking about organic, antibiotic-free, non-GMO, all of these buzzwords are not cheap. And not everyone has access to organic foods, antibiotic-free foods, all of these different things. Not everyone has access to that. And even if you do, if you live near a grocery store that has those foods, you may not have the money to spend on that. Maybe your grocery budget doesn't allow for that, and that is okay. But with this clean eating movement, it makes you feel like, okay, if I can't drop $12 on a green juice or spend God, God knows how much on groceries at Whole Foods, then I, I guess health just isn't in the cards for me. And I think this is part of the reason people think that having just a well-balanced diet or pursuing wellness from a non-obsessive mindset feels so out of reach because we think, okay, if I'm going to be healthy and what healthy means to me individually, then I'm going to have to find a way. Maybe I'll just take out a loan so that I can afford organic foods and all of these alternative almond crackers and chickpea pasta and all these crazy things that sure you may enjoy, but you might not have the money to. And so if as a culture, we also want to encourage people to eat more produce, to eat more fruits and vegetables, because there are, yes, so many benefits to that, then I don't think putting a million and one limitations on what produce items we're allowed to buy, aka if they're clean enough, that's not what we need to do. Because in order to make fruits and vegetables accessible for everyone, meaning every single person, then we need to drop some of the barriers around that. And in saying this, if eating organic, eating non-GMO, eating all of that is within reach for you, then by all means do it. If that's where you want to spend your money and if that's something you feel passionate about and if that's what health looks like for you, then that's great. Do your thing. But if it's not something that's feasible for you, that is okay. You can buy regular, plain old fruits and vegetables that aren't organic. You can buy chicken that maybe isn't antibiotic free. Your eggs, it's okay if they're not pasture raised because that's, that's okay. And if we're adding all of this stress and anxiety and all of these different factors to our food, then are we really prioritizing our health? Because if it causes anxiety around, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make ends meet this month. If that's the stress we're placing on ourselves, if we're putting so much emphasis on the money of our groceries and sacrificing so many other areas of our life, is that really health? And I could, like I said, go on to a whole, whole nother podcast episode, which I'm going to make a side note of that because we're going to dive much deeper into that because I think that is diets in general scream a lot of privilege. So clean eating gives morality to food. It screams privilege. And lastly, it can lead to disordered eating. And so let's say you do have the means to afford organic foods, all of these quote unquote clean eating items. And maybe you also don't feel 
So let's say you have the means to afford to quote unquote eat clean. So let's say you have the means to afford to quote unquote eat clean, or maybe you don't, but you feel convicted by diet culture that clean eating is the only way you can care for your body. You're like, I can't put those chemicals in my body. I can't. If I have spinach that's not organic, that's bad. If I have eggs that aren't fresh from my farmer's market or pasture raised, that's bad. So what can easily happen is this idea of eating clean can very quickly and very sneakily Sneakily. Is that a word? <laughs> we just, I, I think maybe we just made up a word. Very sneakily. Turn into disordered eating or even a full-blown eating disorder such as orthorexia. And why I say that is because it's, it's so easy for us to become so obsessed with health that we sacrifice, like I mentioned in my prior point, we sacrifice our money, our time, so many other things that food becomes like the primary focus of our life, that our identity and our morality is based on whether we eat clean enough or not. And so what I mean with disordered eating and how that could even turn into a full-blown eating disorder is let's say now you have, you're eating clean, but then there's so much worry around okay, well, if I go out to eat, I don't know what oil this was prepared in, or I don't know how the chicken was prepared, or obsessively reading food labels, wondering, okay, is this healthy? Is this not healthy? Spending so much money. That's where this can very much turn into disordered eating, where you feel bad or you say no to certain foods that don't fit into the parameters of clean. And then that's where it can so easily turn into an eating disorder such as orthorexia, like I mentioned. And orthorexia is this obsession with eating healthy or eating clean. And orthorexia is more so, it's not even as much about weight at that point as it is just about this idea of optimal health, of I can only put these clean ingredients in my body and all other ingredients are bad. So those are just three of the problems with clean eating that stuck out to me. There's so much more that could be addressed, but really those three stood out a lot to me. So giving morality to food, clean eating screams privilege, and clean eating can so easily lead to disordered eating or eating disorders. And like I mentioned, there is absolutely nothing wrong with fruits and vegetables and other food items that I mentioned that often fall into this category but there is so much wrong with placing morality around food and also making health appear inaccessible to people who can't afford to buy those specific foods, such as the organic or non-GMO. And it's okay if you eat organic. I want to say that again, because there may be people listening who are really passionate about the organic food movement, and that's great. And it's so okay. And it's also okay if you don't eat organic. Because that's your choice and you can spend your money buying organic foods and you can save your money not buying organic foods. Whatever feels right to you. And that leads into something I always remind my clients about so many aspects of our health. 
is to ask ourselves, what is my motivation behind that choice? So if you're listening and you do eat organic or non-GMO or vegan or whatever the different terminologies may be, I really want you to dig into what is my motivation behind this choice? Is this rooted in nourishing and caring for my body? Is this rooted in a passion for animal rights? Is this rooted in a passion for just the way our produce is farmed? Or is this rooted in obsession or extreme health and fear of foods that don't fit into these categories? So I want you to sit and think on that question. And if you realize your motivation might be the latter, as far as maybe it's more obsession than you want it to be, or more disordered than you want it to be, I want you to know that's so valid and so, so normal. And if you're listening and you're like, okay, I recognize that and I need steps. I need to step away from that and really want to step into more of this food freedom eating intuitively, healing my relationship with food. We have a course that I think you would really, really enjoy. It's a course we launched a few months ago called Free Method Fundamentals, and it's 20 plus video modules on a lot of topics involving health and intuitive eating and mindset and body image. We dig into a lot of common buzzwords like calories and how to build balanced plates from a place of focusing on our health without focusing from a place of obsession. There's lots of meditations in there that we had a mindset coach create. There's a bunch of recipes. And so if that's something that stands out to you, head to freemethodnutrition.com fundamentals and you'll see the link to sign up. And we also have a promo code that I would love to share with our listeners. So if you use the promo code freedom, you'll get $50 off the course and you'll get lifetime to lifetime access to the course as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, please, please, please subscribe, share this with a friend, write a review if you haven't already, so we can help get this episode and this podcast into the ears of even more listeners just like you.